0: This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week I spoke with AJ, AJ, dot, who's one of the biggest managers on So Rare with a gallery worth somewhere around 3 or $4 million. Uh, we talked about lots of things, including Blackpool, what exactly is it and why he's involved with it. We discussed the new ruling for games that end prematurely. Um, that was the Charleroi Standard Liège debacle that happened. We looked at the new rewards, uh, the, that newsletter and what's happening there. There's a lot of drama and we answered lots of your questions. I hope you enjoy the podcast if you do don't forget to subscribe and please do leave a review on apple thank you so much for coming on i asked you initially months back about coming on and by chance, I, I think I didn't even realize the whole throwing the toys out of the pram thing that happened in Discord before I invited you on the podcast. It's the perfect week for it.
1: <laughs> it, it really did line up perfectly. Yeah. And I scrolled back through our DMs on Twitter and I was like, wait, wasn't I on this show already? No, 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 it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah.
0: I asked you like, honestly, probably like six months ago when the show started. And then since then I've actually been, it's nice because I haven't had the likes of you or Mark or any of the other like. Proper wheels, you know, top five kind of accounts, top 10 accounts, and so rare on. Oh, so I think you're the first, and maybe I've had someone and they're sitting there at home being like, that, that, that I can't say the bad word. That <laughs> yeah, bad yeah. person has forgot about me. But anyway, AJ, for those people who listen who don't have a clue who you are, do you want to give us a minute, kind of just a bit about context, context about you as a so rare manager?
1: Yeah, sure. So, so rare context. Um, I have a big account. I mean, that's, there's no other way to say it. Um, I joined in July, July 1st, 2020. Uh, so it's coming up on 18 months that I've been playing. <coughs> and um, yeah, my account, I guess, is valued at like a thousand ETH or something like that. Just behind Mr. I Cruz, did you but... dirty. I said on Twitter
0: it was only worth $2 million. <laughs> that
1: would I be did a you problem dirty. if <laughs> yeah. it was only worth
0: $2 million. It's worth nearly double that. So yeah, sorry. I just went off so rare data's thing. But yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a slight miscalculation uh, on how he calculates it sorry hg but
0: um, yeah <laughs> the, i always find e- it's a bit funny because it always seems a bit low um it's hard for them i think particularly with the super superars when you get into uniques it's hard for them to value all that but anyway he did he's doing you dirty there
1: <laughs> yeah that's it uh, won't we'll get into it later but uh, we have our own valuation method also on top of that uh hmm. but yeah so got a big account got some strong opinions about things because there's a lot at stake right so yeah
0: Absolutely. So yeah, that's the context people need to know. Um in terms of things to talk about just before we get into the meat of the podcast, AJ, have you ever met other I'd say you have, and even a country size I'd say you have, but maybe covid's been an issue. Have you ever met other software managers in the flesh?
1: Oh, I'm so happy you asked this actually. Uh cuz I was just talking last night. Uh I mean, there's people that I chat to every day on Discord that I've never met, uh which is a shame. But then there's some guys that I chat to every day. Uh, so it's two of them I know they wanted to shout out. So Moo, if you've ever, you know, Moo, the Liverpool guy Is he the fan. one who always like Moos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep,
0: he's okay, got the yep. cow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I like that. Makes me laugh Mu, more than a should. FC.
1: And then uh, yeah. uh, this other guy, Hayden. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I've yeah, I've seen Heidinho about.
1: Yeah. So we talk a lot. And uh, anyways, Hayden and his brother, who who also plays, uh, but I think is less active, they run some soccer camps, like in academies in the summer. And they they do like traveling camps every week. And they were messaging me, they're saying, hey, you know, we're we're coming by your city in uh, this week, you know, like let's meet up. And it actually turned out that there was a home home game here for the Austin FC team. Yeah. So I got us like uh box seats and we all went and hung out and like, it was just a great time then. And like, yeah, we still talk about it. Cause that there was this goal from um, uh, Rui Diaz where he like on the volley from half half field he knocked it in and we still talk about that goal. Cause I had his unique in play and I was like, Oh no, this was the other thing. He didn't even start. Like I just needed Rui <laughs> to get a decisive, like he always does. And we go to this game and it's the first time we've met each other. We're all having a good time. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Rui Diaz yeah. is on the fucking bench. Like, come on. Ruined. <laughs> yeah. But then he comes in at halftime off a of volley launches it from half field goal so like we still talk about that time
0: what a day that's yeah. that's it you, you almost you, you prefer the drama of what happened to him <laughs> not starting and then coming in and cl- like the clutch goal yeah. but um the, re- the reason i ask you is because i was in barcelona last weekend i went over we went to the barcelona Betis game wasn't a great result but i went over with the purpose of filming a so rare vlog so i don't know if you ever watch vloggy style content yeah sure I hope you'll watch this. So basically, this is this is kind of a bit of a plug for myself. It's not something I do regularly on this show, I think. But my YouTube channel, I'm trying to bring it to the next level. And basically, I put a lot of my own time and money into this. And I got a cameraman. He knows his stuff. Great guy. We went over to Barcelona. We flew in, went to the match, and we met so rare managers when we were there. And it was so nice. It honestly was so nice having so rare managers to talk about so rare with over dinner showing our teams met this guy alberto alberto was a legend a guy sam rocked in for dinner two spanish managers came in he was showing me his feynerd under 23 stack and i got very grumpy with him um <laughs> and then do you know hoodwink ian flew in this is senior lover and he gave me this shirt you can see it no one else has seen it oh my god, that's amazing it's the atibo card on a t-shirt i love so, it so big thanks to ian um and yeah, that that was that was it then Marco Sullivan, aka Marco Lely, you might know.
1: Yeah, yeah. You probably
0: tried to prize his Doku or his um what's his other big one? Noah Lang away at some stage, maybe, but sure. met him for dinner and a few drinks with his mate Marty on the Saturday night. And it was just great fun. It was so nice. Um, so much in common. And it you know, you're meeting a bunch of strangers in a foreign city, but immediately you just hit it off and you like you feel like you've known each other for so long. Do you know? Yeah.
1: I totally agree. You're right. I I skipped over the part where we all actually went to dinner as well. And that was actually the best part. Like before we were focused on the game. You know, yeah. sitting down, like you said, talking so rare. And I think two hours went by and I hadn't even eaten any of my food because mm. we were just yeah, <laughs> talking. Yeah, so- yeah. My wife was actually there and she just kind of looked at me like, this is who you need to be talking to about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not me. You need
0: to do this more often. Yeah. <laughs> like, get it out of your system. <laughs> yeah. But look, the, the vlog will be coming out early next week. So this is uh-huh. podcast goes out on Friday. I suppose, look around on Monday, Tuesday on my YouTube channel. It's honestly the proudest thing I've ever made. I've seen half the edit and i'm really looking forward to it good night i'm hoping it brings the youtube to the next level which helps me and hopefully it helps so rare expand if because i've kind of done it in a way where it's like a football vlog with so rare sprinkled throughout it so that i'm hoping people who like football or even just like me like my friends and family can watch it and it'll give them an idea of what so rare actually is and you know what it brings to the game what what exposure it brings you to every single match and why it's fun so look hopefully it can it can help go a little bit further than some of the youtube specific or the so rare specific youtube videos and hopefully i can help bring a few people in but anyway yeah Barcelona was great fun thanks a million to everyone who made the effort to get out there but the next I have to think of the So Rare vlog number two and I'm thinking Scotland has a lot of managers I need to go to Scotland but unfortunately the Scottish Premiership isn't on board and the other <laughs> one is New York I want to go to New York whenever there's a big derby there
1: that between would be the fun, two New York man. teams yeah.
0: so maybe you'll have to fly in for that when the time comes I'll who I'll do knows? it man. It's for funny all though, because five like
1: American managers we have on surveyor. So I'm just like, I'm like, oh, you're in
0: America. You have to be there, but it's probably like a six hour flight or something crazy, is it?
1: No, it is. Yeah, yeah. Some of my buddies have done this. <laughs> like, They're like, hey, I'm in New like, York. Can you come by? And I'm like, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I probably get to New York as quick as you. It's like a five hour flight for me. Do yeah, the you know, transatlantic. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. of course you'll be there. You're American. <laughs> but um, right, we've a few things to talk about. How we're going to kind of do this for everyone listening is we're going to have a look at the announcements channel on So Rare's Discord. I'm going to talk through those points, and then there's a lot of questions, which is amazing. There's a lot of questions, a lot of engagement on those questions as well. Obviously, there's been some people on the podcast before um, who got big responses as well, but I don't think we've ever seen as much engagement in terms of liking questions that weren't asked. And um, so I'm excited to get to them. But first, we've the announcements to talk about. And even before that, just one little funny thing to bring up, which is because it won't be brought up again if we don't. The athletic article. You were TMZ'd in it. You were taken out of context. You know, words were put in your mouth.
1: Oh, exactly. You scumbag. <laughs> how, how dare I go on a uh, podcast and speak freely? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know, and like that's the thing. Now, now you'll be coming in here thinking you need to tread carefully. So Joey De or whatever your name is, get yeah. out of here. <laughs> if you're listening, he's going to quote me on that. He's, I'm telling you, I'm putting a target on my back here.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, somebody came to me uh, and said, "Man, you you said what to a." athletic, uh, journalist. I'm like, dude, I haven't talked to anyone. What are you talking about? And when we finally got down to the business, it was like, well, you said this on a podcast. Oh my gosh. I've said so many things that are just like, not passing you know, not, comments it's and it's to be taken in context. And yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. He, um, he messaged me before that article went out. I don't think that article is something we've referenced in this podcast yet, but look, I am all about a balanced view of so rare. I'm all about being critical and I think as a content creator it's absolutely imperative for your integrity that yeah. you aren't in the pocket of So Rare. And even though I'm an affiliate and I make good money out of that, I'm not, I'm not beating around the bush. Yeah. I'd never let personally I swear to god I would never let that get in the way of me calling So Rare, out. Um but Bottom line is, I think it was a very biased article from the get go. And if you even go and look at yeah. the guy's Twitter, do you know, a, a quick scroll, everything's anti NFT across the board. Yeah, he's a naysayer, a non-believer, and he's entitled to his opinion, and that's completely fair. But I think it's just important to realise that that's the standpoint going into that article. And I don't think that article get anywhere near as traction as people thought it might have on the day. But before that went out, he sent me. A message basically saying, here's the deadline for this article. Based on extensive research and conversations with many users, we're going to give you an opportunity to address any of the points below in the interest of fairness. All this sort of shit. You're a major affiliate for the platform, including many YouTube videos which talk about how to make lots of money on the platform. This seems to go against SoRare's claims that it's not about making money. How do you respond? I was just like... I'll paraphrase what I said It's basically like If you go and look through All my videos You will never see me Telling people How to make lots of money I have said How much money I made on SoRare It's clickbaity But if you even listen to that video At the very start of the video I literally say I've made nothing Because I've withdrawn nothing I got lucky I was in early all the disclaimers, everything is there, do you know? Um, yeah. And again, I know it's a little bit hypey, that type of video, but like I am very cautious even not to say, and apologies if I've ever said this, maybe I did in the early days, but now I'll never say to someone, you should join so Rare. What I will say though is, you find me, you're thinking of joining so Rare. If you do, please use my link in the description. Let's talk about how you do that. Do you know, yeah. it's not me like putting out content and putting paid ads behind it to get it out there and be like, come and join so rare and make lots of money. Do you know, that's yeah, not yeah. what it's about. <laughs> so the fact that he got that kind of wrong, I was like, okay, that's the level of research here. Mm. And then he threw at me, you were also a major football index affiliate. Bad, bada, bada. You seem to have rebranded into So Rare. Lots of similarities between the platforms. How do you respond? Mm. I was never an affiliate to football index. You're wow. wrong. You're wrong. I was not a Football Index affiliate. So I just threw that back at him and he said, OK, yeah, OK, we'll leave it off. But the reason I'm putting that out there is it was the level of the fact that he threw these two things at me with a level of conviction
1: right? I'm about the right. name me in
0: this article. And both were, in my opinion, completely false.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, <clears throat> actually, the takeaway from that article, I thought they were going to slander So Rare and, and Blackpool. Uh, based on the questions we got, but it seemed like the affiliates kind of got the worst of it from that article, which is I, 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 like you said at the top, you know, you you look through the other articles that he's written. Uh, some of them might be better researched than others. I'm not 100% sure, but they are all very slanted, which is unfortunate. you know, I, I don't think it's fair to say every crypto project, every sports NFT project is a scam. Boom. It's a mm. scam. It's like, whoa, some of them might be, I might agree yeah. with some of those. 100%, some of them are, <laughs> but like, we can't just go into every new project and go, all right, let's find out how this is a scam. Cause that's basically what happened, which is a shame. And then yeah. the other thing is, I think maybe somebody reached out to him, uh, and kind of gave him this initial bias. I
0: wonder who, hey, Hmm. I wonder I don't who, know. who that could have been. <laughs> I honestly I'm not don't know gonna, who it is. I'm not going to point that out. I okay. have a few ideas, but anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's honestly a few people who could have done it. Uh, yeah. And whatever, that's fine. But yeah, you would have hoped that he would have got, taken that information and gone, hmm, okay, let me be skeptical about this person coming to yeah. me, giving me this bias. But it actually matched up with the bias he wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's oh, all yeah, perfect. Yeah. This is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I think everyone that I've talked to who talked to him, You know. Also, it's like
0: none of none of this is accurate. None of what I said came up because what I said was to the contrary of his (laughs) predetermined narrative that he went in to fulfill. Like I cannot emphasize to you again, and then we'll leave this. I am all about balanced journalism and criticizing so rare. I want all of us to protect the money we've put in here to make smart decisions in you know informed decisions i don't want anyone being hoodwinked into yeah. into you know plying a load of money into this money making machine and this hype machine and we're all gonna right. make loads of money and that that's no, no, not it's what this real. is about and yeah. do i make a load of money as an affiliate if that happens yeah but i also genuinely have some level of integrity and respect for people who listen to my stuff uh, is that right. so hard to believe <laughs> you
1: know? i know I'm your not face just is on some, camera
0: here yeah yeah like, like i mean if i wanted to hide behind so rare and i again i'm gonna quote people but i'm not okay i, I don't want to use names of people that exist but they're the ones that jumped to mind so rare. okay i'll use like a random so rare helper let's pretend that's a thing i'm sorry yeah, to yeah. so rare helper if he exists i'm trying <laughs> not to say the ones that we all know exist but yeah. if i wanted to call myself so rare helper and have like a rebrand everything it's not i'm doing it behind my name because i want the level of accountability and i think the likes of Quinny is the exact same simply alex is the exact same the so rare andrews are the exact same i think it's very important that people do that and particularly content creators but anyway that's for another day is it (laughs)
1: hey any any press is good press at the end of the day that's think that's ultimately what happens because now it's like well so rare is quoted in the athletic I mean, that's
0: what the are most we news in a about. boom? Are we in a boom? Um, that's an Andrew's question. I heard them talking about this. I don't think we're in a boom, but there is a lot of liquidity I'm finding in the rare market. You're obviously ha- you can. You're maybe coming at this in a different level. You're kind of looking at it from the unique and super rare perspective, maybe. But there's a lot of liquidity and prices are looking very healthy. And the Ethereum price <laughs> itself is looking very healthy, which maybe aids that.
1: But uh, I don't I, think we're in a boom personally. But it, it depends on your currency, I guess. You know, if you're, if you're an ETH maximalist and you've never looked in dollars before, you might think, eh, we've been sideways for a few months, but I actually, I've been dealing with some friends who they only think in dollars, which is, I never do. But for them, Mm. I will change my mindset because I want them to get a good deal. And I checked the the price of something in dollars. And I was just like, wow, this card is skyrocketing in price. But to me in ETH, like it's almost never changed. So it's kind of funny. Well, I did something recently where I think I
0: bought Noah Lang for like, oh, there was something, was it Noah Lang? I posted one of those annoying tweets where it's kind of like, oh, nice flip, look how amazing I am. And basically it was like, I bought Noah Lang for 0.7 ETH a year ago or something, which was, I don't even know what it was at the time. Let's call it a thousand euro, right? And then I sold them for 0.7 ETH. Like three weeks ago, which was actually like three thousand euro or something. Those numbers are all over the place. Yeah, but it was like, oh look, you know, nice little flip. And someone was like, if you just held the ETH, you'd have made more money.
1: (laughs) You know, but it's like no, because are you yielding with your ETH? Exactly,
0: the rewards that were won, the um, the enjoyment. I yeah. feel is almost its own currency. Do you know the, the that side of the game. There was a few things, and also there was a massive ETH dip. And what's say that I would have had the balls to even see that ETH dip through had it happened? But I've talked about this before. Um, it's just I thought it was kind of relevant there. Um,
1: yeah, I think you know a lot of the original people who came into the game, especially the the OG whales like a like a Zura and YNWA those guys. You know, they were. They're ETH people before SoRare, right? I mean, they were in ETH, they're doing DeFi, yield farming, these types of things to make money. And then they see SoRare as, oh, well, it's like you're saying, oh, it's more fun and more rewarding. Let me put some ETH into this. But I I think them and myself, because I'm from that same type of thought mentality, is, is this going to make me more money than I would if I just sit in ETH and do some yield farming? Mm. Um, But most people since then certainly are not uh, from that world. so. Yeah, you, it's sometimes where it's hard to do deals because people are coming yeah. from totally different places.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. So look, we'll we'll run through the announcements page and so rare the things that have happened this week. See where it brings us, and then after that, we'll get stuck into the questions. I think that's what everyone's waiting for. So. Cool. Uh, The first thing from Dan was, when was this? I I hate the way the dates in Discord are like American in in Europe, or at least in Ireland. We always go like day first, month next. It always confuses me. Anyway, (laughs) this is from two days ago. The listing cards update. So basically they've made it even more idiot proof selling (laughs) your cards for less than you should. Um, a lot of people are healing this is like that this should be the final iteration now the responsibility is on you and I think I have to agree I feel there's only so much they can do if you go to list <laughs> a card that's worth £10,000 for 2000 and you list it for 2000 and you're told you're listing this for 2000 you're listing this too low there comes a stage where you've just been a dick and I'm yeah. sorry you've made a mistake it's terribly unfortunate and genuinely have a lot of empathy for people who do it and if I right. did it I'd be <laughs> crying my eyes out but it's like can, can this be it? There's going to be someone makes the mistake. It might be two weeks. It might be th- three months. Hopefully it's never, but like, yeah, I think we're maybe at the point. I don't know. Do you think they need to do more or do you think that's enough now? Uh, uh,
1: well, in general, the concept of this is certainly enough um, for all the reasons you just said. The things that I'm more concerned about is A, how long it took for that to be made. Yeah, uh, because people have been asking for it for nine months. And yeah. it, it, I'm I'm sorry to say to the server team, but it's extremely simple. This is an extremely simple thing that yeah. anyone from from our dev team at Blackpool or even HG at server data could make in a week. Or less. Like, that's the thing that's infuriating. And think about all the people who have been hurt. Now, whether we think they should take their own responsibility is a different argument, but all the people mm. who have been hurt by not having this feature in the last nine months or whatever, however long it's been that people have been like having sniping bots uh, yeah. to, to pick it up. And then the other thing is did you see what happened? Maybe you were off and busy, as you said, uh, when they launched it. What was the immediate effect to the website? What happened? It it crashed. And I don't know exactly how long it was. I think 30 (laughs) minutes, an hour, whatever it was. And look, I'm not going to, I had several people reach out to me who know, who who are technical people. And in five seconds, they were like, I can't believe they rolled this out without X, Y, and Z testing. They, they, they opened the inspector on their web browser and they're like, yep, here's the code. This is the exact reason the site's crashing. This is a rookie mistake. Why would anyone ever push this code? And it's those types of things that actually like, Oh man, just like annoy me more. It's like mm. now you're a $4 billion company with $700 million in the bank and you don't have a QA team for your dev. Like you just crashed your own website and lost revenue in the meantime. Mm-hmm. simple simple things so anyways that's my my whole that's ranch. the bigger
0: takeaway that's the bigger <laughs> takeaway from
1: this yes i think so <laughs> yeah no but i like i like that you're here and it
0: was something i messaged you last week about coming on the podcast you said yes and then obviously everything happened that happened in regards rewards and regards to the the charleroy standard liege game that was a uh, thing um we should probably talk about it i don't yeah. know if it would come up otherwise but we, we'll get to that um and you kind of messaged me and you were like i don't know if it's good for me to come on this week cuz I'm going to be a real Debbie Downer basically I'm going to be very <laughs> grumpy and I said like that's exactly what I want because this as I keep saying this podcast is not a hype machine for So Rare So yeah. Rare do not pay this podcast this podcast is non-affiliated I am affiliated but the podcast is non-affiliated and we're here to keep So Rare in check because that otherwise what's the point what what are right. people listening for I'm not here to hype them up and make everyone okay so by all means talk to them because I I hope, I think, I'm pretty sure they listen to this. Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I've heard a few of them say they listen to it, so let's hope they're listening. Um, But we're going to get on to more things, I'm sure, which um, are a little bit more abrasive than what was just said. But, so that's been (laughs) done. Um, Let's hope that it's, yeah, it helps. It solves the problem. But um, yeah, yeah, Yeah. the African of Nations is going to get coverage. I think that's the right move I think yeah. it's only fair you know if European games get it why shouldn't African games get it why shouldn't all these other games get it so yeah I think it's a good move um I'm sure a few people had nice little surprises there whenever their goalkeepers are going to be handy <laughs> yeah. for that or whenever players that usually don't start are going to be starting every game um yeah if you had do you have any Mo Salah or does yeah, YNWA yeah. Yeah, I so ah. would you like You'd almost rather he didn't go. I think he would score better at Liverpool than the African Cup Nations with Nations based on the player he's surrounded by. So. Uh, I
1: mean, well, yeah, based on the fact there hasn't really been coverage before, <laughs> uh, check yeah. check my international yeah. African players' uh, stats. But um, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I mean, this is a positive thing, right? The last thing I was critical on, yeah. this, this is something that Sorare continues to execute on extremely well, which is coverage and, and licenses and things like that. And this mm-hmm. is a, another great win. Uh, more utility more scoring for cards is always good if players Mm -hmm. are playing a game score them (laughs) so this is great this is a win i I got nothing else to say about it yeah i'm the same
0: it's a win it's good um and look do you know what i'm actually excited for i've never really cared about the african Cup of nations (laughs) yeah Um, and i'm looking forward to having a bit of exposure there i don't even know how many african players i have i've heard abdul nuruddin might play for his national team um no, I'm not sure. maybe i'm no. wrong but i think of a few players who might be sniffing around teams there i'm excited to kind of follow in the tournament and see see what it has
1: exactly um, that's the whole point offer. Is so rare right exactly that's the main story so everyone's like i never cared about belgian league before and now i watch it every weekend yeah so yeah
0: so <laughs> it was very funny actually and this just i got this literally just before we started recording so basically um hoodwink who met up with me in Barcelona I posted a photo like on my Twitter last night or a couple of nights ago basically being like find someone who looks at you how Hoodwink looks at me it's this photo of us (laughs) after a rake of beers (laughs) we're on our way to another pub we're recording something for the did did you see this?
1: No, no, I didn't see it.
0: It sounds awesome. Uh, I, I, I could send you. It's on my Twitter, but um, basically, it's a photo of me and Ian, and then some memes comes in and edits the senior's head the mine. So it's Ian whose name is Huda, who loves the senior, and basically, the um, senior wrote like sent Ian a DM basically saying like yeah like with laughing faces and a clap (laughs) that's
1: amazing man so his
0: hero his hero is in his dms loving the loving the meme which is brilliant to see
1: that is so great um, so where are memes that account like whoever runs that oh
0: it's coutinho um oh yeah that's right He's been on the podcast, yeah. No great nice, guy. Nice,
1: nice. Um I have to my get him favorite back is, soon. is the one from the the golden auctions debacle when we couldn't get our cards from them. Oh yeah. What was he <laughs> It was a black uh, and white picture of a fax machine and it was a picture paper with my <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne card coming out of the fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they were gonna send it to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a shit show too. Oh, um, At least that yeah. wasn't so rare's fault, really. At least that wasn't so rare's fault, kinda <laughs> really? really. But um the next thing then is the kind of big thing from this newsletter. It's the rewards, AFCON, lower bids, mm-hmm. and more. So if I go over to the article myself, we'll put a link to this article in the description. I'll try my best to remember. If I haven't, look up so rare on medium.com. Um, the big thing is the reward system. We'll come back to it. I just want to polish off the rest of it. And make sure. So, what else happened? Afcon preventing accidental listings. There's new limited bid increments, which means people can bid up lower amounts. It used to be you'd go from like not point not 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 one, and you'd have to go to not point not not one, which was an increase of ten x. Now you can go up just by from. This is one a, to two, phone. yeah. One to two, three to four, and so on. You can list your cards at a lower price too. Following that. Um, removing lineup building frustration. We've updated the no game button so that when you're building your lineups, it's automatically selected only when a manager has zero players with a fixture for that position in the game week. Okay. Yeah, basically some sort of nice UX change for that. Um, and missing players are incoming. Well, um, again, on...
1: how long have people been complaining about that, and how difficult <laughs> yeah. is that to actually do? Yeah, I think so that's you're where kind the of saying like,
0: <laughs> so the asterisk is like, I'm sitting here saying, oh yeah, it's great they've done it, but the real problem is how long it took.
1: Yeah. And how yeah, loud it's, people it's, have been about it. And, yeah. and, and you know what? A lot of this, and, and we're going to get into the rewards and all that. And, and I'm going to say a lot of this comes from, because I do think there's like three or four main areas that these issues pop up. Uh, but one of them relevant to this is that the team doesn't play the game. Yeah. And, and so maybe that's an ethical thing and that's great. And that's a good viewpoint to take. Oh, well, we don't want to play. Cause we want to be farming our own rewards. This and that. Sure. Okay. But like, Somebody needs to be playing the game to understand the frustrations that users have, you know? Yeah.
0: They almost need, I don't know, do they have like a, what are those things called when you've got like a circle of people who all give you feedback? You know, ever like they're going to put like an advert out and they show it to like a bunch of black people and a bunch of white people and see who responds (laughs) better and tick a load of boxes. You know, that type of thing.
1: yeah, yeah. No, they had that in the early days, right? That was just like YNWA and Zura and a couple of other OGs, right? They would go to them And YWA and Zura, you know, they want the best for the platform. So they would say, no, this is a horrible idea. Don't do this. Or is this a great idea? Do it. Okay. And then they went to the next iteration, which was the original ambassador's role. And ambassadors were supposed to do that. Uh, And then apparently I heard from the ambassadors, oh, they never ask us anything. So no feedback's actually being collected, Mm. even though that was the official statement that, "Well, now we go to the ambassadors before we roll things out. And anyways, even up until this day, they'll ask for feedback on like one or two things here and there. And then it's usually... I don't want to say not taken into account because clearly they heard us and there's an exchange happening. But the consensus of everyone else that I talked to who gave them feedback is, yeah, they shouldn't do this or they should do it. And then they do the opposite. And it's like, well, <laughs> if everyone's telling yeah. you one thing and you do the other. I don't understand how you can expect a positive response, namely mm. in the in the Discord. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's why yeah. like people are going apeshit because nobody wanted this. The <laughs> The reward thing
0: has been going on for some time. So before I even read into this or look at this new hybrid reward system, what was your general feeling personally about the, the reward system, the dynamic rewards that we've supposed, I don't know, we've had for probably six months or so now? Like, were you yep. happy, sad, indifferent? So i just angry posted, who knows <laughs> about what the dynamic
1: or the hybrid just, the, just the way
0: the, the state of rewards for the last oh, six
1: months dude it's it is it is making the game not fun to play and now I will caveat that this may only apply to D2 and D1 players um, it may only apply to people who have been playing for a year or longer uh, sh- sure all those caveats may apply but at some point everyone wants to get to that level and it just it makes it not fun. So I posted some data uh, a couple of days ago in the general on discord. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. this is how I approach everything this is how I approach the game from day one. It's all, I'm all data driven. And that's the same when I give feedback to the so rare team, I don't just go in and go, Oh, this isn't fair. I don't like this. It's like, no, here's the data. And here's why this specific thing is wrong and doesn't match up with what should happen. So the data I posted on uh, the general the other day was here's all the star super rares that were won in champions Europe all time. Mm. Right. And if you look back at last season, you just go through the list of names, Ronaldo, you know, Sala, uh, Navas, uh, black, even though those are goalkeepers, you know, go down the list. Insigne, it's all people that you don't blink an eye. You're like, yep. Those are all star Super rares, no question. I don't even Mm. need to look up their value. You just know that they are. Okay. Yeah. Consistent. There was maybe one card last year that you would go, "Eh, I don't know me. Okay. Out of, however many weeks it was, 30, 40 weeks. Then you go to this year, where we had this dynamic reward system. And it has been an absolute shit show from day one. Absolute. There's not even 50% of the cards given out. Star, Super Rares, and Champion Europe. And it applies to the others, but Champion Europe's the easiest example. Mm -hmm. Because that has the best players in it. So it should be extremely easy to give out the best players there. Uh, Dude, it's, it's all players that you're going... Uh, that's a tier one or a tier two player. How the hell yeah. that could get into the star? So it's all goalkeepers. First of all, it's all goalkeepers and it's not the good ones. It's not Donnarumma. It's not all black. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's other strikers that you're like, sure, they're not, this is not horrible, but like, do you know how hard it is to win D one champion Europe? And again, I, on that screenshot of the data I posted, you can see who's won it and people only win at best two, three times a year. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, and, and most people once, like I've only won it one time in the past six months. Right. And when I did, yeah, it was like Lucas Paquetta, which everyone's going to say, Oh, it's a great card. Don't, yeah. don't complain. Sure. It's a, it's a fine card, but the variation, I also have the ETH value, right? So I'm computing what's the value of all the cards from basically using so rare data with a couple of tweaks here and there what's the value of all those cards that were given out and that are in the pool. And the variation goes from like, you can win a card that's worth one ETH to obviously, you know, at the top end, you got Messi, Neymar and Mbappe Mm. that are 30, 40 ETH type of cards. That range is, doesn't make any sense. Why are you so, so I'm ending up winning a card (laughs) worth two ETH and the next week somebody wins 30 and it's like, don't call that a star. Just, just, just put No, I hear I hear what form. you're saying because
0: I just I just pulled up the like for winning the um for division one, and maybe I don't know is the unique division a different thing altogether? Is it just for ETH? It's just for ETH, Is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in the unique in this division one here, yeah, I was surprised. I'm in mean, the star bracket, and I I'm never going to be here. But let's say I won Gregor Kobel, or let me see, um, there's a few others here that are hilarious. Togo yeah. Akambi. Alex Romero Philip Cohn oh, really no. Lucas Hernandez is okay Lucas Huradecki, Taiwo Awanyi or whatever um, YWA would love to win him Raul <laughs> De Thomas what I'm getting at is there I hear what you're saying because I mean yeah. winning a Super Rar Mbappe, Messi, Depay and I can't even see why is there you'd, you'd think there'd be a Haaland in here or like a Bellingham or a oh. Pedri or a there's tons but, missing too yeah Maybe that's because I went into global. I should have went under 23 or something. But anyway, um,
1: there's still some missing. Like they didn't have rookies up until like last week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I think though, like your frustrations at the very top of the the ladder are kind of similar as you come down. So for me, I've had frustrations around D2 because I'm kind of on the precipice Mm. of really pushing into D2. Like I'm in the stage where I can enter like four or five D3 teams a week if I want, but I can really only enter one strong-ish D2 team and it's not even that strong but it's like I could go and buy another two or three super rares, maybe even stretch to one unique and like really push it D2. But it's kind of like the Mm -hmm. rewards there have been shocking. I'm going there and I'm looking and I'll go in, I'll look at the week ahead. I'll look at the rewards. And if I go, let me see even this upcoming game week, right. If I go into super rare, let's say I went to enter under 23 super rares, right. If I win under 23 super rares division, you're getting a tier one super rare. You're not getting a star. Yeah. And I mean, okay. In fairness there, some cracking players here but I mean yeah. okay you're a tier one so it's hard to know what is actually like okay maybe he is a tier one but like there's a few here who I would think almost should be star that are in tier one like maybe Hakimi should be sniffing around star sort of territory Matthias Delict, I don't know maybe he's been scoring poorly recently Um Teo Hernandez for me they're some of the best players in the world Um, and they're in tier one so like okay there is the draw there to go and try and win them but I think the inability to win a star by winning The super rare division is is a bit shit as well
1: oh yeah yeah no i mean people again for nine months or six months however a long time have been saying hey d2 is not worth playing that's the consensus Mm. you you use it essentially with your you, you either stretch from the bottom like you're saying you're like hey i'll enter a d2 because i can and i want to or you're at the top and you're like this is my discard pile and it can still yeah. be pretty strong uh but nobody really cares about d2 there's people at
0: home like who are like oh my god d2s is discard pile but that's where we are baby
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's what it is it's the last <laughs> it is thing what it is. i will set d4 before d2 yeah because i would that rather the the lottery of getting a star in d4 right which is the top what two four positions depending which will never happen for me again mm. which is fine <laughs> but i'd rather yeah. do that <laughs> than play d2 yeah.
0: so that is where you're thinking on rewards in general now let's move on to this new hybrid reward system so sure i don't know i, th- I think have you been pretty vocal on this or have you been following this since it's kind of happened
1: uh i looked at it i mean i, uh, it, I uh, again it's the, my, my feelings will be like a lot of the other things we talked about where it's, okay, great, you did it, um, but you should have done it a long time ago.
0: <laughs> I, I, what I've heard is the general consensus is people are worried that this is going to mean less rewards. Based on this week's data, it means like a drop of 15 to 20% rewards or something going forward could be on the cards. Um No, I don't know if that was a misunderstanding. All I followed of it was basically, they sent this out. Dan tried to clarify something in the general, and it got a bit confusing (laughs) or it was worded badly. I heard it was a People went, People went absolutely crazy. And since then, I've actually struggled to get up to date with it. You know, I've been looking through, but there's so much on it, and people have been so engrossed in it that I'm actually struggling to find out what exactly actually happened. (laughs) Because Do you know what I mean? It's like there's so many messages that are so opinionated one way or the other and about different things that I'm like can someone just tell me what actually happened but I'll read through <laughs> this quickly um, just so we have it here so over the last few weeks they've introduced tools that allow them to monitor towards to move towards a hybrid reward system the amount of variables and inputs that the dynamic system used made fluctuations very difficult to manage and predict the new tools will allow them to better track the supply and reward rate and to maintain a level of control game week by game week they now have to, a dedicated team that will use these tools to better balance the prize pools across tournaments now that all sounds great right our Price pools will remain dynamic and pre-calculated. However, this new hybrid system brings more consistent consistency to your card winning experience by analyzing the number of competitive lineups in every game week or game week by game week. So now they're also looking at how many people actually compet- are competing. That wasn't yeah. part of it before, was it? It was more about how many players are playing, like real life players.
1: Real life now players, Now they're looking
0: yeah. at managers, how many are actually submitting a competitive team to different divisions.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, look—that's a really interesting and relevant data point that they should take into account. And, and HG has pointed this out many times, uh, where he's shown screenshots. He's like, "Yeah, you," because you know all these people tweet the very good data about your percentage chance to win mm. based on how many lineups. But then HG's followed up a few times, and he's like, "No, no, no. Here's the number of lineups that have actual cards playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like drastically different, and that's super yeah. relevant. And so, so, anyways, my overall take on this hybrid reward. Change And this and that is that I don't think anyone really knows the answer because it's not like they mm-hmm. said, well, we're taking the number of competitive lineups and it's a 10% modifier on how we're calculating rewards. Nobody knows how much it's going to change anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think one week of looking at the prize pool is enough because we know it changes like they said, they literally said, first thing they said was there were almost too many parameters before and it was even confusing for us. And we didn't even understand how our own reward system works. Mm. It's basically what it's saying. And it totally does. <laughs> Professor Techers
0: understands how it works. Big man's <laughs> been putting work in the trenches for months now. For
1: sure. I, I have too. Does it? Yeah. No, him. Yeah. There's, I, I won't say other people's names because if they don't want to be out there, but I, like a couple <coughs> what was it, a week or two ago where I really went off on the team about these rewards. In the general, and I got so many DMs from people saying, oh wait, you've been giving feedback to the team and showing them data and how they can fix mm-hmm. rewards and the pool and all this. They said, oh, I've been doing the same thing. They've asked for my feedback and I've given them data and given them code and show them exactly how to implement a better system. And for six months, it just feels like it's been completely ignored. And that's just the really frustrating part is like, it's one thing if you're saying, hey, either it's not a priority or it's not a priority because we don't have enough people on the SoRare Mm -hmm. team and we're trying to hire and all this and that, but we just can't get to it. Dude, your community has come together for free and put in the blood, sweat and tears Mm -hmm. to create basically a new system. Here it is. Just empower somebody to hit a few buttons and do it. You know what I mean? And it's like, "Mm, nah, we're good. (laughs) <laughs> this is a bit
0: of a tangent, and then we'll get back to the rest of that article. But did you see the Sriram Krishnan um, yeah. comment yeah. in the general that people I didn't love like. that like he, he basically said These are all muppets.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's no. out of
0: context. I get it. I know. Yeah. I know the context, but he's. But I think his whole point was about people understanding where the company is in terms of like its growth, and you know the, how much it's grown this year, and how they're trying to adjust. Not. I don't know. I'm. I'm not a big guy, in the kind of building a so rare business world i don't think many yeah. are but like his whole thing was about patience and about like the, the massive transition they're going through and trying to manage that accordingly and they need time how much time is enough time do you know like i,
1: I think it's totally that's the so question you, you brought this up because well i just want to point out one thing shoran a really good nice smart guy and he actually <laughs> meant nothing but i think he clarified it later he dm'd me and apologized directly because he was like oh my god he was like i use that term endearingly so anyways how ah, call side. people muppets it's not like he called us the c word or something like he literally yeah. said muppets okay like i get it like people don't
0: want an investor calling us Muppets, but i feel like people almost clung on to that as a yeah, source of did. like they did they needed someone to be the bad guys who was like oh my god this guy called us muppets <laughs> <Generally>, <laughs> well, imagine.
1: Part, I, I replied directly to it and i was pretty upset and he and i kind of talked and we're it, it makes more sense now when you get to talk about yeah. one, one, but the, the the more angering thing was that he kind of was just like, Oh, you guys don't get it. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was the patronization it. of
0: it all, I suppose.
1: Yeah. And he apologized. And he was like, you know what? He was like, "That I didn't say that as well as I could. And I'm sure you guys all have your own experiences. And, and I told and I said in the general, like I've been at one of these companies before from ground zero and, and see it grow to one of the biggest companies in the world. And how hard that is. So I'm not saying, although I've used the word easy, (laughs) that some of these things the team should do are easy. Although I've done that as a whole, it's very hard and I get it. But Sorare is on that track. And I think it must be of all the conversations I've had with investors, big players, small players, the Sorare team itself. uh, My conclusion is it must be a cultural thing in France. This is the way they work. You know that they want to take their time and move slowly. Some cheese, eat some cheese. That's the only thing I can come up with that makes any sense. We're going to get (laughs) cancelled. I'm sure I'll get an angry message uh, from Nicholas. But like, let's let's make baguette jokes. Yeah, I don't know. I get
0: enough of them over here in Ireland with shamrocks and leprechauns. But um,
1: it doesn't mean that they're that they're bad at what they do. But it does mean like. Look, guys, the, the way the rest of the world operates here, you look at any startup in America, because that's just where most of the large startups exist and grow from. Uh, there's a reason. It's because they move incredibly quickly, you know. So, so when I'm talking about my experience at this type of company, and we had issues. So you either hire the best, most perfect geniuses that you can find, right? And you only need a couple of them, and they can solve massive problems for your company. Very hard to find those people right? Very difficult. So I understand yeah. that, that could take time. But when you are seeing that, wow, it's taking us six months, nine months, a year to find that unicorn person that we want to solve rewards, let's say, right? Um, then you need to go to a plan B, which is you just need to hire bodies. And I and apparently they don't want to do that, but you just raised $700 million at a 4 billion valuation, the biggest in France ever. Like You don't get that luxury anymore. And if I'm an investor in that And I'm hearing that they're not hiring fast enough and there's causing real strife with users because they're like the rewards. The entire point of the game is completely clunked. Uh, That's not good for the long term, right? They always Mm. tell, oh, we have the best engagement. It's as good as Netflix. Yeah, well, Netflix doesn't walk around and go, yeah, here's some crap. Go ahead and watch this. You know, no, they make high quality content, the best in the world, you know, so Mm. and they probably didn't drag their feet on hiring. Even if they yeah. couldn't get the perfect person they wanted, they probably said, great, well, let's settle for 10 average people and they'll be able to and they give it. them
0: redundancy packages in a year. We can afford it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, hey, Look, you know, people I've had these exact discussions and then people to, tell me, oh, well, it's super hard to fire someone in France. OK, well, then why are we only hiring in France? does the rest the world, of new York office they've opened a new york office haven't they they just opened it but i mean literally i had this conversation with nicholas six months ago i was like dude why are you only hiring in paris i'm not even an investor and i'm upset about hearing this yeah. that you're only hiring in paris you're excluding 99 of the world's talent by doing that that is so yeah. arrogant i'm sorry and there are people outside in the last, of france who can help you in the
0: last year and a half surely a lot of this stuff can be done remotely I know, oh a lot of I, Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, yes. all my friends
1: who work in tech, they're the guys working from home. Exactly. And this is Web3. Nobody in Web3 goes to an office. It's all done They remotely. go to the Metaverse, baby. I, 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 in Blackpool, <laughs> I don't even know the names of the people I work with. It's all anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, it's just frustrating to hear how slow they're moving. It would be one thing if they didn't raise 700 million, you know what I mean? Mm. And they only had that $50 million round. And Oh, well, we got to use it all to buy the licenses and we're tight on money, this and that. Okay, fine. (laughs) My expectations will be changed. I'll slow down this and that. But it's like, you just did the biggest raise ever. The bar is up. The bar has moved. I'm sorry. It has. It's time time to perform. You have to perform. And now you do. Yeah. (laughs) Well back to the
0: rewards the second yeah. part is improving the player valuation system so now they've like oh God, I can't be arse reading this so, oh, I'm going to read it. Our player valuation now considers data for players listed on the market but are not sold. This additional data put further strengthens our player valuation system. Here's an example of how it would work. A starting keeper is worth an eighth. The keeper lost his place and my managers are listing him at 0.5, 0.2, 0.05, and nobody's buying. Nobody is buying this player anymore and we're not selling him either. This ensures we don't maintain the player's value at 1 ETH, and therefore the player goes down the tiers. The opposite doesn't work like this, however. If the player is at 1 ETH and nobody buys, that player for two. We don't count two ETH as the player's new value. It stays at one ETH. So that's probably a good thing for valuing players. Again, uh, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. That actually sounds uh, pretty good. Like it would work.
0: You know, because otherwise you do get those keepers who get rotated, but they're still in the star pool. And realistically, they've either broken something on the right for six months or they, I think the DMP would be taken out. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. Like there's players who are rotated and not as surefire anymore and their their price goes down. Yeah. Um, So that's good. Additional reviews of the tier system. Um, we apologize for recent issues where players have been placed in incorrect tiers. This is a result of our valuation system being too cautious when there are significant changes in a player's value. To address this, we have reviewed our internal process for reviewing tier issues. Bloody, 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 blah. So um, I don't think there's a lot of controversial stuff within that. I think what kind of came out controversially afterwards was in the Discord, was it?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I hadn't even. I also didn't follow all the controversy uh, in the Discord. Yeah. I'd ha- I had enough for my uh, one week span.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, bottom line is people aren't happy.
0: I think it's safe to say. There's a bit of uproar, isn't there?
1: There is certainly. That's what I've
0: heard from people. Is who come anyone, to me directly? Is there like the other side of the argument or is everyone annoyed? Is there <laughs> like
1: two sides to this or is everyone just pissed off? It seems like everyone's pissed off because it's like, maybe those things you're doing are good. Like after you explain it to me, I'm like, okay, that sounds okay. But like, Again, we've been telling you nine months ago, better suggestions than that. So you're late and you delivered something that's not even as good as what other people have suggested. Here's another thing that they should do. Take into account private offers. So you know, so rare data, they show it on the chart. They show direct offers, right? But they don't, Mm. uh, HG doesn't add it to that average number that you see on the cards and across the top, Yeah, which fine, Mm. that's his prerogative, his website. He can do whatever he wants. Um, but, But there's... Uh, I've done the numbers and 50% of all transactions are direct offers. So right Mm. there by saying, we're not going to include private offers. You've lost half your data points, which for super Mm. rares is extremely important because there's 10 times less transactions, you know, in cards than there are for rares. (laughs) And so, but the thing that I always get pushed back on when I suggest that idea is, Oh my God, well, what if somebody sends a card for like, 0.1 Point one ETH and it's worth one ETH. It's like great. You have a check in the logic that says if someone does a trade that's at ninety percent below its current value, probably yeah. don't include it. <laughs> like, and I've yeah. checked, and I've shown them the numbers on that. It's like one out of not even a hundred transactions. Yeah. Private transactions are sketchy like that, so it's not even a real issue. So yeah uh, take into account private offers that's where most things happen because managers need to go back and forth and and that's real price discovery right if we want to talk about valuation of cards mm. it's it's one manager talking to another manager dis- discussing battling changing the list price if every transaction is just buy off the market for list price that's not price discovery <laughs> mm. that's just settling
0: so, so I've gotta we're gonna move this on and I'm gonna poke a bit of fun at you right and you can come All back right. and correct me but I'm gonna tell you what I kind of got the vibe that happened and maybe I'm wrong, right? Is it, ro- is it correct, sir, that they decided not to score the standard Liège-Charleroi game and you had a Moriaka unique or something that scored really well and yeah. you were on to win four eighth, which is what, like... 15 20 grand or something yeah and then they decided the game wasn't going to be scored even though something like 87 percent of it had been played or something or 87 80. minutes have been played yeah yeah not percent that's the wrong yeah 87 minutes have been played <laughs> but they decided not to score it so you threw the toys out of the pram they decided to score it and then you got opted out of the win anyway
1: and i'm fine with that and that's, yeah, but that's yes. fine
0: but that's what happened yeah
1: no it's it's what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I I want that outcome. That's what I wanted the yeah. whole time. No, I think it's Counting I think it's the score. right
0: decision. Do you know, I yeah. think it's I think that you, you should score whatever percentage of the game is played. It does get a bit awkward though. Like, what if it's a game that's going to be replayed? If it's going to be replayed, do you so remove you get the extra score? Utility.
1: No. Yeah, no, you get extra yeah. utility. And 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 when I say you get extra utility, you do. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good. It's actually probably yeah. a, a bad thing. But because you've got there's... half a
0: game or a percentage of a game for the first yeah. one, so it's actually probably killed the lineup unless you've got very lucky.
1: Right, right. But it's just easier this way. It's like, did Morioka make, you know, 15 passes? Yes, he did. Why are we saying that he didn't make those passes? No, yeah. nowhere in the rules or calculations or scoring does it say, and by the way, we only count these things if the game is completed. Never says that anywhere. That is totally mm. irrelevant to how many passes Morioka made. Actually. Yeah. I think <laughs> now, it's, if you want I to th- introduce that, go for it. But that's never been a part of it. I think you're right it
0: is about as much utility as possible I don't think I think adding more utility is always the way to go as opposed to removing it so if, if the game starts and people play and whatever else you do is that is that what they decided on by the way in the end they have um yeah come out with a ruling on it haven't they
1: yeah, if you find the the if you pull up the real thing and say it, you can correct me. But I'm pretty sure it was like, yep. If if a player plays, we're counting it, and it's as simple as that. It's way simpler. We
0: will count all player scores for teams that feature in a fixture that ends before the full ninety minutes and stoppage time. Whether a team played twelve minutes or 87 minutes, the player score at which the match the player score at the time when the match ended will count towards the game week. Yeah, they've okay. decided that because managers will know their player scores in the current game week. There's no waiting. They'll not be delayed while they wait on official news from leagues or tournaments and the final outcome of the fixture, and it gives more utility. So it is the move. I think it yeah. is the move. It's the right call. There was a bit of farting about in the meantime, but the bottom line is they got <laughs> to the right call, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it it's good wasn't about
1: about me saying like, give me my four ETH, it's mine, this and that. Yeah. Like, Dude, I, I win that division pretty regularly. Like I don't need yeah. four ETH, but it was about like, wow. Like if my Morioka score truly had me in first and then you just wipe it out, that's messed up. That is just yeah,
0: messed yeah. up. Yeah. And I suppose, really, like, it's hard. I, I, You know yourself, I suppose, at this stage, a lot of people find it hard to relate to people with a gallery the size of yourself. But if people just take yeah. that down into the E thresholds, yeah. let's say you've hit your 252 points and they remove your Morioka or your Bodart or your whoever name a player from that fixture yeah. and it knocks you out of the E. And all of a sudden you've scored 203 points and you get nothing, you'd be pissed off. It's all relative. Exactly. Um, there was something I was going to say on it and it's escaped me. It's, yeah, it's the right decision. I'm happy yeah, it with is. it. And I, oh, this is that I was going to say... Olympic Marseille players must have doubled in value because all their games are called off. At least now you'll get a score for them. So <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's great. And, and it's unfortunate for like any games before. I haven't yeah. always had players in them, so I haven't tracked it, but it's unfortunate that if they weren't scored, that, that sucks. But at least now we have solid firm ruling. I think it's one that's logical and and like, you know, bravo to the Serer team yeah. for acting really quickly and making what I think most of us would agree is, okay, makes sense. The player did something, scored. So... <laughs> like good, like server so team does good things and like hats off, like good job. I'm not mm. all critical over here. It's just yeah. my expectations are very high. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, and that's fair. Need to hold them to a high account. Um, unless like people you just have to do that and I, i'm I'm thankful for everyone in the community who does i have to admit while i do podcasts and everything on videos i follow it all but i'm relatively disengaged in terms of feedback to them i'm kind of lazy i've said this before in the podcast like the the union at work i'm not one of these guys who's in fighting the corner with the union i just let the union do it and i'm just follow what's happening <laughs> basically i'm a lazy bastard <laughs> but anyway we'll move on and we'll answer some questions from twitter Okay. So as always, I'm going to go with these from most to least liked, at least for the first five or so. And then we'll answer a few that you wanted to ask, answer in particular. So the first one, uh, the most liked question ever was from simply Alex. How much of your gallery is your own money?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, the only money I've ever taken from Blackpool because I've said, Hey guys, I need, <laughs> You know, money from the treasury was when I acquired the Bruno Unique from Zura. That was ninety-nine ETH.
0: 99 ETH, but that was when ETH was much lower, wasn't it?
1: That was last December when I bought it. Yeah. So so that ETH, ETH would probably have been what four five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact
0: so like fifty grand or something, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So even on ETH terms today, I mean, still that means if I'm a thousand ETH, I've only ever used uh 99 uh, From Blackpool. Yeah. So, uh, and I can speak for the other managers. Max has only ever used uh, ETH from Blackpool uh, to acquire the. Um, why am I blinking? Mbappe unique is the, Mbappe the, unique. The, the the splash card when he launched yeah. Blackpool with that. So that made sense. Like Blackpool launched on the back of that. So so they loaned him that money or gave him that money, and then um, <clears throat> YNWa since he joined has taken zero, zero, zero. Now he is he's this guy is just magical with his trading man. Yeah. I, I won't say the amount, but he only put in a very small amount of money when he joined and yeah. everything that he's bought since is on the back of trading, which is in- crazy. insane. Yeah. Cause he's bought, he just bought Donnarumma for like 43 ETH and he yeah. just built that up from selling his rewards. It's, it's wild. And like my gallery is quote unquote bigger than his by certain yeah. metrics and I rarely build up to that amount. You know, you have to be so disciplined to be as mm. good as he is and then say, yeah, no, I'm not going to be tempted by this three ETH super rare here, five ETH unique there. Like he will wait and be patient and build up his balance and then strike when it's most valuable. You know, So
0: this is off the back of that, right? And this is me going at you. So what is in it for you to be part of Blackpool? <laughs> like what, what's your relationship with Blackpool? What do you get? What do they get? in a yeah, nutshell. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's very simple. What I get and, and Max and YNWA is the diversity and lowering of our own personal risk, right? So uh, technically the way the structure works is we will share all the rewards that we make across all the verticals. So we have an Axie vertical run by totally different people. And you know they're making a <laughs> shitload of rewards as well. Uh, pretty comparable to so rare, I think. Uh, And that all goes into our central pool. And so for me, it takes the pressure off because I know some of these other whales that are around my size who are on their own, right? This is their own money they put in. And they're starting to sweat. They're saying, I don't know. You know, they have to worry about this. It keeps them up at night. They're like, what if the market crashes? And what if they change the gameplay? And all of a sudden I'm winning way less than my cards are worth less. All this, it's like, for me, it's like, I hope that doesn't happen. But like, I got two other managers I can lean on. Uh, you know something happens to one of my players that gets knocked out like I'm not the sole source of income so it's like
0: you all own your galleries but you all share the rewards right so that's the deal so if you win a super rare Mbappe will you keep it in your gallery but that's tagged to Blackpool and if you ever sell it the ETH goes to Blackpool
1: right so we haven't So So what happens if you want to ship a (laughs) rare Mbappe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so what we've done up until this point. So these are all like basically future actually very close to to turning all these things on. It stays all those cards stay in our galleries. Like we don't swap Mm. cards. Everyone, please go to server data and check all trades between me and the other Blackpool managers. There's like maybe five in the last year and they're all at market value, very transparent and reasonable just because it's like (laughs) that's the only person I could get the card from. What happens, what we've basically decided as a DAO up until this point, and this can change as we're about to open it, make it more transparent so people can give us more feedback and instructions on how to manage uh, our teams. But <clears throat> at the current state, we've essentially left it as each Sorare manager, you just keep recycling all the rewards, right? You keep it in the team, keep growing your team, making it more competitive, Um and that's how it's been to this point, right? So either you oh. if you win a super rare Mbappe, hey, keep it in your team, keep using it, make rewards. Can you off sell it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you sell and it, then, then awesome. Put that money. You can't. We're not. We're not taking that money out and paying ourselves, right? Because it goes. Sorry, okay. I'm buttoning. <clears throat> no, no, no it's all good. No, so I guess my point is, we haven't taken out any rewards in any way whatsoever. I guess is my bottom line. Yeah, we just we've been recycling 100 of all ETH and cards that we've won, right? To keep building. And getting bigger and stronger. Yeah. If we wanted to start taking out money, it wouldn't go into our personal pockets. It would go into the Blackpool Central Treasury, be. which it, we're going to start doing very soon because that's part of the Blackpool model and the token is that you stake, and then as a token holder, you get a piece of the rewards that are won across all the games that we play, not just so rare. Mm. So,
0: so let's say you win a really nice super rare. Can you set you can sell it for twenty eighth, right? Yep. let's Or 10 ETH, whatever. Let's say you sell for 10 ETH. You reinvest that ETH. My mind, I'm just thinking, this is very complicated for you guys to track. What is yours and what is Blackpool's? Do you know? Like, what if um, you decide, I'm going to take this. I, okay, so you win an Mbappe, or whatever, you win a 10 ETH card, and you say, right. this 10 ETH card, I'll give you this 10 ETH card, and I'll give you this card of my own. And with those two, I want you to give me that. What I'm saying is, how do you track what's Blackpool's and what's yours? I think that just sounds really messy, like uh, hard to do. Uh, do you know what I mean? uh <laughs> like you <laughs> have your own ETH. You have a balance that you've won, and you have your own ETH or whatever uh, there. Say oh, you've no, no, twenty no, no, no. ETH Well, we and don't. Then... We
1: don't. That's the thing, right? So, like, since the point that we started, we've accounted for all of that, right? So, like, okay. whenever I, I think I probably had a zero balance when I joined Blackpool, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just like, all right, these are the cards I own everything i see i okay now i think i see what you're saying that you're like well if you sold a car that you had when you joined where does that money go it's just all recycled back into the team did
0: you like pin a value of your gallery at the time of yeah. joining blackpool yeah and that's yours so if it comes to cash out blackpool gets everything on top of that but that amount is yours
1: so no so it's messy we,
0: <laughs> isn't it this is complicated stuff uh anyway
1: No, it's not too complicated because really uh, I'm trying to think of a a safe way to word this so that the trolls don't come burning me down. Um, (laughs) Oh, they're coming. (laughs) Oh, they're coming. (laughs) Uh, Basically how we've left it is that you manage your team, but any money that were to ever come out goes to Blackpool. Okay. Right.
0: So that's what you, Okay. Okay, so but
1: yeah, it's worth no, you give no up essentially. You're so you're
0: you're you're giving up your Soiree Gallery, or you give it up to an extent, but now you have exposure to all the other Blackpool Which
1: endorsed is people or whatever. S- super rapidly. <laughs> Which okay, I, it's one of the other questions I know you'll come to, so we'll address so, it. So I've
0: heard before that you don't compete with each other on auction. Because, like, why would you pump up the price of something when you're probably realistically three of the only people who have the bank balance to go for it? Wow. So how do you how do you decide who who gets the card? Okay, so let's say it's a super rare Kimmich. Everyone wants it. It's a super yeah, rare yeah, Holland, yeah. Everyone wants it. Or unique. How do so you decide thing, who gets it?
1: The thing that I'll say is that this is not special of a blackpool. I mean, this is just normal things that I think happens to anyone at any card level, except maybe limited, because there's so many of them. It's like... All whales, even before Blackpool, you know, we don't want to hurt each other. Yeah. There's no point unless it's like, basically it's like, hey man, like, do you need this card? Nah, like, I'm good. You go for it. Like that would be the discussion with anyone at like the top and super rare and unique level. In first, Um, that happens
0: in in groups I'm in regarding rares or regarding super rares. I mean, like I'm in groups now and I'll be eyeing up a super rare. And I've had conversations before, like, look, are you going for this? Because if you are, I'll leave it off. So like.
1: Right. And that's that's the same with Blackpool. And it's no different than a conversation I have with anyone outside of Blackpool. Uh, There's probably like more leniency and more give. Like if YNWA was like, dude, I've got to have that super image. If it's if it's Liverpool,
0: you're not touching it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> you saw how yeah. easily he picked up every unique, like nobody even battled him, but um, no, it's not anything special other than mm-hmm. like, that. now I know like my incentives are aligned to him also performing well, but it's, it's more friendly above anything else.
0: Yeah. So I got a couple, so obviously there's a few questions here just to tie off this and the Blackpool thing and there might be one or two things come up. Um, sure. But I got, I sent out an anonymous couple of questions. Now again, I don't necessarily know why these individuals want to be anonymous or anything, but I'm going to throw a few points at it out, of you, out of their messages to you. But again, they're anonymous and I feel like you have more of, you have more leeway there to kind of pay them off, you know, but that's, that's just me <laughs> letting okay. you know. Like I feel like if someone's quite and say something with their chest on, on social media, you have much more leeway to kind of, or I don't know. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to I say? When it's you. anonymous. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not going to hold you accountable to answer okay. this. Cause again, and I am 100% honest when I say this, AJ, I said it before we recorded, a lot of this stuff goes over my head. So I'm going to throw lines at you without really knowing what they mean. Some of them seem a little bit abrasive, but look, <laughs> so explain exactly how Blackpool's token offering isn't a complete scam. So for context, <laughs> um, for context, in this apparently you've explained how nothing works. No one knows where the money from sales of Blackpool's token goes. No one knows how the income model for rare managers work. Like, why are you part of Blackpool? We've talked about that. What contractual obligations you have? There's no announcement about when staking might happen um, around that Blackpool token. So, their manager, specifically you, and now this again. I don't follow this AJ, and I'm just reading this because I want to. I want. I want to have both sides here. I don't want to put this podcast out and be like, "Why didn't he ask AJ this?"
1: No, let's go for it.
0: Specifically, you and Max M apparently have lots of DMPs that could have been avoidable. Why haven't you outsourced your lineup making process if it's indeed a die and a fund with the intention of increasing passive yield? There's a bit more there, but I'll leave that with you. Is there anything there you want to? go back at is there anything you want to go back at or anything
1: no let let me try yeah let me try to address some of those so actually i I think i know who asked this based on what it is have Uh, a guess i won't say anything i want to know if you're i want to know i won't react oh you know who it is but they didn't want to they sent it to me but they said i want to be anonymous oh i'm I'm honoring that no look this is 100 surface what is it? Okay. Okay. I'll say, I,
0: I can't say anything, Okay, but, um, you can ask.
1: You, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. answer the question. And that's not, to, it's just like he has a lot of questions. That's so fine. Um, yeah. So in terms of it's why some of these things happen in terms of like us managing so rare and, Oh, you got DMP and you're a DAO. Why didn't you let us tell you, you know, this and that, we would love to open up so much more in, in letting people make decisions for our galleries, but it is mm. so rare that's holding us back because they have so many centralized rules, right? How it's, we, and we have to tiptoe so carefully, even in our current structure, to not yeah. be banned, right? So we saw this happen to Karupu. I'm the one who pointed it out to them because I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Mr. Karupu's one guy, and now he just created four accounts and split his thousand uniques across all of them. That's totally unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, f- they checked it. They're like, yeah, he's fucking cheating. So yeah, we have to ban his other (laughs) accounts. And then you, and then you can go and look on server data and then all four of those accounts sent all the uniques back to his central account. So anyways, what he was doing was cheating. People will probably just yell into the void that we're doing the same thing, even though we're just literally three real people. You see our faces all the time. And we just, after the fact came together and like, cool, we'll just share rewards among ourselves. And if we Hmm. ever need a hundred ETH, like once a year that we need to do that, uh, maybe somebody in the background will pool money for us. But anyways, um, as, so yeah, we would love to, and we've actually talked about this and, and it's it's been broached uh, with the SoRare team that we would mm-hmm. like to have m- the DAO have more input, right? And so for anyone who doesn't know what a DAO, it's just, you know new thing that's coming up in crypto and it, it essentially allows a totally uh, random people who have nothing to do to each other come together to try to accomplish a goal and work together in an open way and so how that works is there's forums where things are discussed and you know they have item numbers it's kind of like a government but runs much more efficient mm. than governments do and so yeah it would be awesome if every week we could show to the dow hey here's the cards that we have for eu champs d1 like uh all you know thousands of people that are in our discord server like vote on who we should put in each position that would be awesome yeah but that would get us banned if we did that sadly um that's strange because s- as long
0: as it's one account
1: But then when I think about it, how many people are running that account?
0: Thousands of people. I know, okay, I'm not going to name anyone, but I know of (laughs) someone who is vocal enough on social media. I'm trying not to give anything away as to who they are, but I've heard them say that their account is run by like them and their son or them and their son and their wife cares too. Right. And they pick the lineups and they kind of share the rewards and it's a lovely kind of family thing. Now, for me, multi-accounting is when you have multiple accounts to enter SO5, where you can have multiple accounts to grind ETH with the same gallery of cards. But having multiple people exposed to one one gallery, I I actually can't see anything wrong with it. If anything, you're hamstringing yourself by only having one
1: account to enter with. You (laughs) should have three. Do you know what I mean?
0: So, I don't know. If it's so rare of an issue with that, I I, I don't get it, but it is what Uh,
1: it is. No, I'm not going to say that they have an issue directly with that concept. It's just... There's too much riding
0: on it. You need to make sure it's okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, right. Already people in the community don't love the concept. So for us to make any iterations, albeit ones that reasonable people go, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's Mm. fine. Can still cause a lot of strife. And so we just don't want to, upset people but yes it's a good idea mm. and we want to do it and we're literally thinking about it and talking about it as it stands um some of the other things uh when are you going to turn it's all on? Right, the- it's all
0: around this kind of blackpool token do you know yeah, yeah right yeah. now one could see blackpool is nothing more than eight or nine people running a scam to get people to invest in blackpool well, token, by purchasing the token. Than- and then it's it yeah personally i don't think this is the case but i do feel lots of community are kind of thinking this because i mean like all your faces are out right there if you were to do that you'd be yeah you'd be lynched but yeah um, uh,
1: there's also some very high profile people who are in, yeah. in the crypto space who are putting their names behind it and saying we're running this um yeah julian as an example he's a massive he speaks at every crypto conference like you know yeah. it's one of the biggest names in the space and this is one of his projects so it's uh, that's all i'll not, throw
0: at you i'll let yeah. you i'll
1: let you so that's all i'll throw
0: at you in regards to blackpool token if you want to rebuke that for a minute or two do and then we'll get on to some more questions sure. that are kind of more so rare based
1: Yeah. yeah. So no, I'll just say it's certainly not a scam. Uh, The only valid thing in there that I, two valid things I would say is yes, we have not started distributing the rewards to all the people, all the NFT managers as myself and the Axie people, right? We haven't done that because we've just said, Hey, we're in growth phase, recycle 100% of everything that you win. Right. And keep growing. But we are, uh, I, I can't give specifics, but, Multiple times a week, I'm on calls with the finance people, the dev people, operations, everyone. And we're very close. And it's like our number one priority uh, to turn on those rewards. So that would be very cool because then people who are in so rare and maybe they have some extra money and they think, yeah, but this extra money maybe not, won't help me win more. You know, Then they can have some Blackpool token that they go, well, I'll just take a slice of what they're winning. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the so, whole idea.
0: How So that'll work where basically... You sell, is it a set number of tokens? And then people get paid a certain amount based on how many tokens they own. Is that how that would work?
1: Right, exactly. So yeah. Uh however many tokens there are, if there's a hundred tokens and and you own ten of them. And that week between Axie and so rare and the other games that we're playing, you know, we won a hundred bucks, you would get ten bucks. That would be a bad week. That would be a very bad week. No, we usually yeah. do about twenty ETH from so rare Yeah, week. okay. Yeah.
0: That'll be a bad week. So okay that's interesting look that is interesting so look we'll see how that transpires but there
1: will will basically be once we turn on these staking rewards there will be a lot more to say so i know right now it sounds like i'm evading them but we're going to be opening up the governance so more people like this who are interested can get in there and ask things and then we can actually give the answers and actually do the things
0: mark mcbride wants to know given you didn't get your way and win 40 this week are you leaving as planned (laughs) (laughs)
1: I just wanted, I wasn't about getting four ETH. I just wanted the score counted and it was counted. And then Morioka had one extra loss of possession and I lost um, by 0.1.
0: <laughs> the next question to Bob Squirt, being the second best manager on so rare, how do you manage to keep yourself so grounded?
1: Uh, knowing to Bob Squirt, I know that this is a uh, sarcastic question, so we'll go to the next. <laughs> uh, Marco Sullivan.
0: Okay, so he asked a question initially, which I can't see just here. Oh, do you regret not buying his gallery for 100 ETH like you said you would on the public <laughs> Discord back in April?
1: Yeah and I said, "Oh shit, I didn't know that was you." Cuz like he has yeah. different names on Twitter and Discord and I told him. I was like, "I feel like on Discord you're, you're like a lot more fiery and punchy and on yeah, Twitter you're he like is. a reasonable guy that I feel like I usually like his tweets." So I was yeah. like, "I didn't even know you guys were the same person. That's funny." Yeah. No, yeah. He I was met like, him. Oh nice. He was he was in Barcelona.
0: He's the guy I met on Saturday night him and his mate Marty. He's he's right. off his game. He's mad. He He kept his mustache from november for the vlog as well i need to donate to charity god i was meant to do that earlier this week i need <laughs> to do, donate to his mo space oh, nice. i'll do that now but um yeah it's uh he's a lovely guy but he he's as crazy in real I, life as he is on, I, I think
1: um, he was uh, upset whatever whenever time frame he's talking about as i was in the last couple of weeks right yeah. he was like he was like whatever he was complaining about rewards or auctions or something, he was like, I'm out of here. This is dumb. And at the time I was like, my conviction was still super high. I was like, dude, I'll buy your gallery if you're really going to quit. Cause you got some good cards. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. He has a few nice ones. He's the Vasharan unique, the Doku unique, the Lang unique. Um, and a blow to super rares he won a Donnarumma super rare as well I think oh, with wow. those um, he won a Darwin Nunez super rare a week or two ago he's, he's on a nice. bit of a run actually I think he's had a few nice lineups but um, on a more serious note he says what's your biggest regret since joining so are there any cards you regret not buying in auctions when you had the chance and are there any cards you wish you never sold so you sent me over three screenshots yeah. I'll go through them so I think these are all regrets so the trade with you and YNWA where he sent oh, you man. Julian with. Eagle, Alex Tellez, who was a monster when he was at Porto, but he's not anymore, unfortunately, and Omar Mascarel, which is kind of funny. And you sent him Luis Maxmi- Maximiano, Luis Felipe, Jonathan Bamba, and Renato Sanchez, all unique cards. Let's see if they say you lost out right there in the long run.
1: Yeah. So at the time, uh Tellez, like you said, was an absolute monster. He would be equivalent to like a Urian Timber or daily yeah. Blind, something like that. Just like, Hundreds all the time. You're like, how is that even possible mm. for a defender? Anyways, he got traded to, to Man U, which is my team, my favorite team. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I got to have this card. But I actually was like being semi responsible and like pushing back on him because YNWA knew that, right? He was like, yeah. Man U card, you got to come get it from me, you know? And he was, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Like you're asking too high of a price. You know, I want him. And like I rebuffed him for weeks and weeks. And then like finally, I was like, all right, let's do a deal. And it kills me. Because the Luis Maximiano, man, like, and we'll get to some of these other ones, but that is, that is easily a 20 ETH card today, right? Mm. A U23 goalkeeper starting with good scores in uh, EU champs, no less, Um, extremely rare. And then the other ones, Bamba and Renato Sanchez, uniques, they're no bums. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I went chasing my heart on that one. Yeah.
0: That's the bias that's coming into play. The next one, you sent seven and a half eighth, Gianluca Busio's rookie, I suppose you could call it unique. Ah. Akhiro Hayashi's super rare, and you got Luis Felipe unique in return.
1: Dude, this one hurts so bad. I mean, okay, so this is early days. This is well over a year ago. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think Zura was maybe the only person, maybe a few others to a smaller scale, who understood the value of U23s, Mm. right? And so I was just the MLS guy at the time. I'm like, oh, I pick up all the MLS uniques because nobody else does. Um, and I'm like, oh, John Busio, he's 17 years old. He's not scoring for shit right now. Sure, I'll trade him for another U23 who is scoring right now. Sounds good to me. Mm. But oh my gosh, was that the most simplistic and wrong view to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> so the last one is you sent the uniques of Renan Lodi, Diogo Costa, and Dramagodge Braderich. And you got Kevin De Bruyne's super rare in return and three ETH.
1: Yeah. So this one hurts slightly less because at least Kevin De Bruyne is super rare. At some yeah,
0: it's a nice card.
1: Yeah. It's a nice card. But the, the point of this one that stings is again, U23, unique who yeah. so are now starting Diogo Costa. I mean, Zura eventually flipped that one card for like 15 ETH to somebody else. Yeah. And I yeah. let it go. We valued it at six at the time. Because the guy wasn't starting and started in years, so I'm just like, "What am I going to do? Hold this for another year and get zero return? I'll take six yeah. now." So one on the hands worth two in the bush. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> the lesson from that is hold on to your U23 cards. I imagine the cards that I would have for U23 goalkeeper right now because yeah. Luis Maximiano, Diogo Costa. Uh, I think I'm still holding. uh, Who's the other guy who got sent to uh, La Liga two or Serie B? One of the other top. Guys, but it's just
0: uh, oh, oh yeah, I know who you're on about.
1: Danny what's his name? Danny. <sighs> oh my gosh.
0: And I don't know, it's out of my head. I can see his face. Um but yeah. Yeah. So they're your biggest regrets. Thanks but, for yeah, sharing those. In terms of <laughs> trades.
1: And you know what you learn from that too is who's on the other side of those. Zura mm. and YNWA, those guys are savage. What I,
0: but I've said this before in this podcast. Whenever the likes of Genesis, who I view as like a French football expert, comes at me and says, "I'll give you my Camavinga for your Max Kakaray Super Rare," my I was like, "No, <laughs> no, you know like, something I don't. Yeah, you're better than me at this, so yep. you're winning this trade. Like you, you win. Like I'm not yep. going to beat you here. You have to know your battles. I'll go and I'll try and like." If I, I, I'm my biggest ever regret, which I speak about all the time, and everyone at home knows what's coming up and they're probably laughing already, whenever Wesley got transferred to Bruges, I was in yeah. need of kind of like a super rare forward, and I said I'm gonna I traded Van Dyke, who was just back from injury. Now this was like three or four months ago. Yeah. I traded his rare, thinking you know he's just back. Liverpool weren't great last year. You know he could re-injure himself. Da da da. Rare defender, which I had loads of rare defenders. Yeah. I was like. I traded Van Dyke against the Wesley Super Air thinking. (laughs) Honestly, I was like, in a moment of FOMO with Pavel, I thought Wesley's going to come over to Bruges. Bruges were amazing last season. I'm going to have a Super Air forward. I thought I was getting Seb Haller what he is now that's what was in my head i was like yeah. i can sell this for three eighth in two months time yeah and then what's happens happens so it's a long-term oh, play shit. but that was my like without doubt the worst trade i ever made without oh. doubt there's none comes close I even as a, dyke, as a
1: rare that hurts to hear like yeah, it's, i don't it's, even it's have a, a rare van dyke
0: because it's it's that <laughs> expensive <laughs> it makes me sick but um a question but yeah here, then got you gotta few, hold
1: them man that's what you gotta do right like you said it's a long term now you just now you just gotta be stubborn and be like this guy's gonna be good
0: one day next season next season I'm telling you Noah Lang's gonna leave whoever's gonna leave and he's gonna get game time hopefully his his body holds up but uh next question from Dalian Smith Foodium has launched recently here's a screenshot I took of one of the game's leading teams but foodie based games are increasingly entered the blockchain space what do you think rare need to do to stay ahead of the game and he's got this lovely screenshot of a team name called Minge Rangers um which if any of you Americans or whoever out there don't know what that means. I don't give it a little, you don't
1: No, it means nothing to me.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a lady in the room in the background. <laughs> so I'll Google it after Google Minge M I N G E. And you'll know what I'm talking about, but okay. we leave that there. Um, yeah. So this foodiums come out. I didn't bother my arse no. to be honest with you. There's only so many Fair. hours in the day. Did you have a look at it?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're in it from a Blackpool standpoint. I think we got like 50 clubs or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, there's a bit of
0: drama there. Wasn't there?
1: Yeah, of course. Always. We're in the, we can't take a piss without getting yelled at. Um, yeah, no, no. I think Footium's really good. There's a bunch of other uh, football projects coming out too. There's uh, mm. Cyball, goals, meta soccer. I really like meta soccer. Uh, and there's like six others that aren't on the top of my head, but I know uh, are coming up as well. Um, yeah. Look like nobody's standing still and so rare has a massive lead and i think they also have some things that nobody else can get right their licensing mm. and ip things like that some of those deals are probably exclusive which is a nice moat to have but um look there's going to be other games that are much more uh web 3 open transparent crypto centric that even though i think normal people will aspire to it more and so mm. anyways I'll, let me give details things that are In all these other games that Sorare doesn't have that I've been pushing on them forever to have is like an in-game token so that Mm. the community can balance itself. And this is exactly how Axie Infinity works. They actually have like three tokens in their economy now, the way that it works. But it's this beautiful, just virtuous cycle of great, you have to use the in-game token to do anything. You want to buy, set your lineup, trade, Mm. sell, whatever. Great. You spend a little bit of in-game currency to Actually, make every transaction go through. All that in-game currency goes into the community's central treasury, and then the community comes together and says, "All right, well, of that, whatever that amount is that we get from people playing the game every week, uh, fifty percent should go into rewards." And then mm. immediately, the game is sustainable from that standpoint, right? Because it's like we're only giving yeah. out a percentage of what we all put in. It's essentially, yeah, you know, it's a lottery in that way. Now, I don't mean lottery in the way that probably bad way. But in a You're good like,
0: way, I don't want to be quoted as saying it's gambling. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> I, God, I gotta stop using these
1: terms. But, but yeah, it's like we all put in and we're gonna take a slice out and that's for rewards. And the slice of, of that money goes towards paying the developers and the slice goes to, you know, mm. our savings account for rainy day, blah blah blah, on and on. But anyways, it's this beautiful cycle and then people win it. And then guess what? When they win that in-game currency, they're probably gonna keep spending it, right? And so it keeps going mm. back in and back in. Um and it's just more transparent that way. I mean, right now we're using ETH basically as the base currency for so rare, uh, people all the time question how sustainable is this game, right? We don't know, can they even afford to pay out these number of rewards? Look how uh. complicated it is. Instead of having card rewards, you could just have an in-game currency reward. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just makes things a lot easier to actually balance the business. Now, is it easy to just turn on your own token and replace it? No, that is that is extremely complicated. I would not mm. expect that to be done quickly, but I would like them to be more open and say, yeah, I mean, it works. in all these other game economies, we should do the same thing, but it's going to take us two years. It's like, OK, cool.
0: Mm. Well, look, I think, AJ, we've probably time for one or two more questions, and we'll wrap up around the hour and a half, Mark. So Professor Teckers wants to know, if you weren't an existing user, if you were learning of SoRare for the first time today, would you join?
1: That's a really good question. Uh, It depends on a lot of scenarios, right? Like, how much money do I have to play Mm. the game? Um, For me, personally, in my situation, if I just found out about the game today, I would probably jump in pretty hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on what you want to get out of it. I don't, I will definitely not say, oh yeah, you should jump in today because you'll get the same returns as everyone who was here a year ago. Like, no, that's not what you will get, but you'll mm. get a lot of enjoyment. And I still think that, you know, you're going to win stuff. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to say any amount here or there, but it is more fun. Like we talked about at the very top, it's more fun than just putting your ETH into some yield farm and then walking away, (laughs) not having any fun. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's the thing I always preach. And I mean, it It sounds a bit cheesy, but I, I genuinely think entertainment is its own commodity in many respects. And so rare, like if I didn't make any money, I I wouldn't be grumpy because the amount of entertainment value I get, like I pay to go to the cinema, the amount of football matches that I watch and actually enjoy because of so rare is 10 X what it would be without it. Um, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all like to make money, but that's yeah. not the sole purpose here. Genuinely. I, I get a lot of entertainment. I love the community. I love the aspect of that. I love making content. I was in Barcelona going to a game, meeting other people who, who love the thing. We're talking about football. It's great. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it can be understated. Um, but yeah, look, I think we're towards the end. We've touched on Blackpool. We've touched on a lot of stuff. There was one other anonymous question I got actually. I'll, Uh-oh. I said I'd ask it. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So, this is um should rare be regulated as a security?
1: Oh, I mean, well, definitely not because like we just said they don't have an in-game Token or so
0: so if not should it be regulated as gambling? Do you think it could ever be regulated as gambling? Yeah, no,
1: I think there's zero chance. I I actually think where SoRare has spent a lot of time, energy and money is is fighting from, that not even fighting it, but just being very smart up front and making sure that yeah. it never could be. Uh I don't think SoftBank, for as smart as they are, would give them they probably I don't know. They probably gave at least 100 million themselves in that last fundraise. They would not yeah. do it if they thought the risk was anywhere. I'm sure that the SoftBank people studied uh, Football Index and what's the other one? FS, football stock, whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure they studied that and go, wow, those businesses went belly up. We don't want to end up like that. You know what I mean? Why did that happen? Yeah. Maybe I'm complaining so Rare doesn't have enough uh, developers and operational people and stuff, but I am certain that they have enough legal people.
0: (laughs) Well, it's it's nice to know that someone who's exposed as much as you are feels that way because that's something I always say here. I'm always like, look... I could go basically my whole standpoint on it is like these big companies wouldn't put hundreds of millions into something without doing that re, that due diligence.
1: Yeah. But and I mean, you know, they got their own lawyers too. So I yeah. didn't go, Oh, let me calculate to the do you, know what I, <laughs> do
0: you know what I would love to do? I thought I'd love to do, but I just think it would cost too much. I genuinely would love to do this. I would love to pay two lawyers. To fight against each other that so rare is gambling and so rare isn't gambling and record it for a video i'd love to do that but i just think like actually paying them to do the research i don't
1: think you need to pay them man no you have to do dude go into the go on your twitter or your discord and ask hey is anyone who plays this game a a lawyer in ip space i am certain you can find two and you get some nice publicity yeah
0: Dude, yeah the, okay maybe I, I think that would be so funny can you imagine like the opening statements and the closing statements judge john in service and sickle we had on do you know have oh these God. two going at each other i think that would be so funny so yeah man. um we'll leave oh the last part of that was should it be subject
1: to regulation as a sweepstake as a sweeps i don't know i'm not knowledgeable I don't, enough really not know, know what that means that means i it and the you last thing about I don't think you can regulate it. That's the other part of why they're on yeah. crypto, right? There's no KYC. So Rare doesn't know who any of us are.
0: And the last thing I've been asked to ask you was what regulatory body Blackpool reports under. I've
1: that none. none? <laughs> it's it's a, it's a DAO. It's a very gray space right now. This yeah. actually you can go Google like DAO, legal regulatory all these things and like I've listened like you were just saying I have on a podcast with multiple lawyers. I've listened to many um and there's lawyers who argue both sides and they're like, basically like, you, look, crypt, people in the crypto space, this is still new to them. You think some yeah. old lawyer or government people are going to have any idea how to actually think about this? Not a chance. Yeah,
0: I know <laughs> what you mean. So but I'll just say really- we have our
1: legal things in order.
0: Yeah, it's 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 suppose it's paramount for so rare for all the like blackpool and crypto type dives and things at the minute it's about trying to stay ahead of that and predicting and I just am very savvy to what's happening in the world of crypto because it is this kind of new unregulated thing and if anything's ever going to come in it's all about future proofing and protecting yourself but
1: yeah anyway well, um, i kind of i kind of want to give like a like a wrap up just at least overview. yeah please me, do. which is like you know i was very critical throughout this podcast but i think you know if you really go back you'll see there's a lot of things that i think so where so rare is doing really well and and on the whole they're executing very well. If I actually, if I step back and I'm an investor, I probably go, wow, they're, they're freaking killing it. Like things are going, yeah. great." you know, like from a legal standpoint, have complete trust in them from fundraising standpoint, obviously complete trust. And then from all the other aspects of the game, like you're talking about meeting fans or not, sorry, not meeting fans, <laughs> meeting other. So rare players at games, yeah. right. Enjoying watching more games and, and the general, just fun part of the game, not even the winning. Yeah. All of those things are massive successes and everyone's happy about that. I guess. For myself, I'm like, I've been like, yep, check. They've done all those things. Great. Now here's here's the next thing you need to do. I guess I haven't stopped enough to, to praise yeah. them, but I'm like, man, like just do these other small things on the UI, the UX, the reward side, and like then you're hundred percent perfect.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, I think any criticism you give um, what well, people will look at the size of your gallery, the three or 4 million, whatever it's valued at and realize that, look, your exposure says everything. It says more than words can. Um, right. And I think that's, that's the bottom line, but um, something I do every week. Again, the, um, the prize is a bit up on the air because Lerdinio actually nailed it. It's been, this podcast has been going for nearly six months now and we're actually coming up on the six month anniversary. And, we play the one thirty seven game at the end of each episode. So You have to pick two players in the upcoming game week two hundred and twenty six that you think could combine to score one hundred and thirty seven. Now the closest score in six months was one hundred and thirty two, but Andy Laird Lardinio smashed it with one hundred and thirty seven point two, and he won wow. the Atibo. Now he decided to decline the reward. He said he didn't want it to taint his gallery. Um So the prize well, rolls over, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so you really you can win the okay. Tebow from a Tebow gate i don't know how familiar you are with that whole thing but this is no. it's the one <laughs> it's the one yeah look it up cultural significance um so give me two players okay hang on i actually have some fun players for you i was
1: setting a few lineups Do before you. this
0: while you look at that i'll brief people so tony watt was on last week um and he picked hendry Um, who scored 41 and he picked another player, Max Kohler or something who I couldn't find. I don't know how to spell it. Can someone let me know? I can't even find who the guy is. Um, (laughs) I wrote it down on the fly when he told me. So unless that guy scored a 97, 96, why is my maths off here? A 97, (laughs) a 96, a 96, dear Lord. If unless that guy scored a 96, he didn't nail it. So I'm going to assume he didn't, but yeah. He probably um, would have reached out if he did. <laughs> I don't know. He's a prefer- professional footballer. I think he's bigger things going on. <laughs> but um, anyway, maybe,
1: maybe he's just not on so rare. It's not a license card. <laughs> no, he is. He is. He, oh, okay. oh, the Colart, the Max the, guy. I don't, yeah, I don't that know. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm ready. I got I got some picks for you. Right. Hit me. Here are the two players. All right. Son Jun Ho. S-O-N-J-U-N-H-O. All right, China's back this week, baby.
0: <laughs> oh, baby. Oh baby, here it comes. It's gonna be some
1: fun. <laughs> He's and gonna then, shoot a hundred. Uh it's somewhere in that realm. That's sort of what I'm thinking. And then on the other half, let's let's go with my classic Bruno Fernandez. Maybe he'll get a 37.
0: Your Bruno Fernandez. Okay, yeah, that's a bit of a shame for you. His kind of penalties and everything been gone, and yeah. just the form United have been in, and. It did- Bruno's pretty, landscape has changed significantly, hasn't it?
1: I know. I we actually uh, internally cut his value from the ninety nine, which I paid for, and even Sorare yeah. shows it as ninety nine. We cut it internally to fifty ETH because we're like, all right, yeah. we couldn't actually sell this for ninety nine anymore. But yeah. I, I think Ragnik's gonna gonna do a good job. You know, as a United so. fan, like already in the future, th- he was rested for like the first time ever not even subbed on you know what I mean like (laughs) out of the squad for the first time in probably 18 months so like Mm. Greg knows what he's doing I think he'll come back to form in a few weeks
0: 100%
1: well look AJ look I really really
0: appreciate you coming on I threw some tough questions at you I mean fair play to you for taking it all in your stride Hmm. um it's lovely to finally talk to you it genuinely is and hopefully we'll chat again down the line have a great Christmas I don't think I swore too many times this episode not too many
1: I might have done more than you
0: maybe there's another bit of money for charity so for anyone um listening i'm giving not point not not one for every time i swear which is like four quid or something if anyone wants to jump in and make a donation to charity let me know i'm going to submit it at the end of the month um happy Christmas the last thing I'll say is the vlog comes out on Tuesday go and find John Ellis on YouTube honestly I'm so excited for it and I need all the support I can get and other than that there's going to be a massive giveaway on my Twitter the F- SO5 days of Christmas I'm calling it AJ it genuinely is every every decade has a giveaway on Twitter these days but this is a big one and also there's a drunk cast in the works for Christmas the podcast except we're drinking beers so that's all what's coming December's a big month for So Rare. two big weeks and then we break from Christmas but AJ thank you so much and I'll chat to you again That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and a big thank you to AJ for coming on and being so open and transparent. And look, he took a lot of questions in his stride. He could have, have shite-bagged out of them and give us some crap answer, but fair play, he answered as much as he could. Um, yeah, it's coming up to Christmas. There's a lot going on in the So Rare content space. Keep an eye on my YouTube. Keep an eye on this podcast. Make sure you subscribe and check out 137 pm for lots of NFT articles and news.